This is a podcast where a real medical professional and me, an absolutely unqualified amateur, discuss fake medical emergencies. Obviously, this podcast is no substitute for actual medical advice. If you think you're having a medical emergency, please seek out real medical attention. And if you're going to listen to this in the ER waiting room, then for the love of God, put in headphones. Hi, this is Jackson Vane. Hi, everybody. I'm Johnny Kolosinski. You might remember me from such podcasts as My Dinner with Eric Andre and Jungle 2, Jungle 2, Jungle Harder. Uh, this week, we're going to be discussing a lovely movie called Face Off. Uh, if you want to learn more about this podcast, you can find us on Twitter at Hi Everybody I'm MD, on Facebook at Hi Everybody MD, and on Instagram at Hi Everybody MD. Uh, we've got a very special guest with us today. First time having a guest on the podcast. Yay. Uh, we have Dr. Greg Winter. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I got to say the name. That means we got a drink, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> so if you're new to the podcast, which we all are, because this is our second week, uh, it's, an, it's a podcast where we talk about bad medicine in film, TV, and generally everywhere. Yep. Uh, Jackson, we're going to be talking about Face Off today. Why yeah, is that? Because we're going to talk about the best scene in Face Off where someone's face gets taken off. <laughs> face waterfall. Face waterfall. <laughs> so that's what we're going to talk about this week. So, and we picked someone as a guest who knows this movie very well. I love this movie. This is one of my favorite movies. One of my friends and I watch this movie literally twice a year just to make fun of it. And it is a chore to come up with new things to laugh at, but it is always possible. I love this movie. For anyone who's been living under a rock since 1997, what is the general premise of Face Off? Uh, there are two cops. Or no, I'm sorry. There is a cop and there is a uh, crook. And they basically have to take over each other's lives in order to get back to everything being normal. It makes no sense. It's John Woo. There's doves. There's guns. It's amazing. You should watch it immediately if you've never seen it. That's all I can say. It's yeah. Watch it immediately. And So when you think of Face Off from a medical perspective, what's the first thing you think of? Amazing. There's, there's no part of this movie that I think of from a medical perspective. But what about face transplants? And I stuff mean, like so that? those things are now things that exist in the world in some way. It's just that's not what I think of when I think of this movie. But it's in this movie, it and it's definitely worth, worth talking about. There's so many horrible examples of medicine in this movie, but this, I mean, transferring faces is is chief among them. Let's start with that scene where they actually make they tr- transfer. Of the face. Yeah. Um, it will try to find a clip to link to in the show notes. Uh, but. I mean, they use lasers to cut his face, which is probably not the desired tool to use that. Because there'll be a lot of burning and that would leave a lot of scarring. And this is the fastest recovery I've ever but seen. But they in did explain how the scarring doesn't matter. They could get rid of the scarring. True. They, they really like. Through more Star Trek explained it away yes. in, in one sentence. Which but it's perfect. But it's in fine. real life, would you expect a recovery no, this no, quickly? This would be definitely a scalpel procedure and yeah. it would be a lot of recovery and it would be super painful. And my favorite part of all of the face switching is that John Travolta and Nicolas Cage are have nowhere near the same body types. No. They are not the same height. Like everything about it is so wrong. Completely yeah. different chins. But if yeah. you just and if those. You ignore it and then just move past it, it's yeah. fine. They even like there's lines in the movie where they they poke fun at it. Like I think there's a part where John Travolta talks about that ridiculous or 
when Nicolas Cage, Cage is, <laughs> is talking about that ridiculous chin, and it is yeah. like it's great. I mean, like, it's a very prominent chin. I again, I want to reiterate: if you haven't seen this movie, <laughs> you should see it immediately. It's so good. And I think the crazy part is we're kind of watching the movie as we're talking about it. The facial removal tool, which is essentially just a reverse air hockey table, to it, it's, like a, it's, it's like a John Travolta shaped Jello mold. Yeah. yeah, and it just lifts it off so gently. And puts it in, but I would think the suctioning would also cause some damage. Also, his heart rate did not fluctuate at also, all. Also, there's nothing in, it's a single sheet, like, yeah. how does that lift up the face? It doesn't yeah. make any, whatever. They yeah. don't explain anything. But I think also, if you're going to do a surgery this significant, you kind of need to help him breathe. I would say it. that is the thing that's missing. No one has an IV in their body. Nobody has a, uh, breathing well, tube. A breathing tube. There's in. a heart sensors right but i've got two of them and i've learned that that's important if you have a cell phone you can get a program that shines uh, your flat turns your flashlight on you can put that on your fingertip and it will read your heart rate that's the only thing they're showing you that's not enough to keep someone asleep during surgery also i think it's really nice that they're cutting someone's hair in a sterile field yeah out of curiosity (laughs) how often do you have the barbers show up in the operation so here's the thing we do shave people for certain surgeries but not that nice of a like Haircuts. Definitely not. I feel like that's the type of styling that would happen after the faces have been switched. Mm -hmm. But, well, you know, poetic. They're on a budget. They've got time crimes. They've got a budget. It's, you know, government work. Yeah. I also think it's kind of nice (laughs) that they kept um, in mind their cyclosporin levels, which is like an immunosuppressant. (laughs) Why are they, why are they keeping track of the levels of an immunosuppressant during a horrible surgery? It's not a thing that is, that is not a thing we can do. It's not even a trackable thing that happens. But they're keeping track of how how well they're keeping him immune suppressed, um, and and for people who don't know, whenever you get a transplant, like and like a kidney transplant or a liver transplant, you have to turn off your immune system basically so that your body doesn't reject that's, it. That's sort of the maintenance after the surgery is done. It's not so much to... during, right? This yeah. is Well, you have it is it's during in the sense that you can't just switch any two people's no. faces. You would have to have two people that are matching in blood type similar i mean they would do a bunch of work let's up be honest though no one's body would reject nicholas cage mm. I'm, I'm i'm down <laughs> let's do some, let's do some caging some caging your body doesn't go nah no cage i mean i mean I, it looks like john travolta's like body's rejecting him just by the how he reacts to it like he looks right in the mirror and goes oh, no ridiculous cage yeah. it, I mean, he's already got crazy face. The it's thought, like, this is beautiful. the guy that killed his son, and he wakes up with his face, and, like, I think he does a pretty good re- Like, this is the right reaction? It's but, possibly the best but why is this... I've ever seen John Travolta do. <laughs> but why is this his <laughs> no, reaction no, no. when he knows that he's going to look like Nicolas Cage? Right, exactly. Right? What did you think was going to happen when they said, we're going to make you look exactly like him? It's going to be Travolta Cage. Just a minor mix. Moving forward in the movie... Mm-hmm. He eventually gets not just Nicolas Cage's face, but his voice mm-hmm. through a microchip. This is is, is that what, feasible? <laughs> this is this is Mission Impossible technology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's not feasible. No, I think it it's a thing that people want to be. It seems like an easy thing, but in order for your voice to make sounds, you have to have air pass over, over your the vocal, vocal cords. cords. And like all of these movies are sort of based on. If we put a micro, if we have a small computer that's going to yeah. change how your vocal cords sound, when it, like that's just not. A, and can I just point out something like random too? Why do they have two? Because they had to put one into John Travolta, Nicholas Cage, well, and then one in Nicholas Cage, John Travolta. I could eat a peach for hours. That's uh, so, <laughs> just like to talk about how difficult <laughs> this is, we've got 
an actual computer that we use to edit this podcast, sure. and I still sound like this. Fair. So, obviously, obviously this is technology that they need, you know, a little more work yeah. on. One of, one of my favorite people of all time, this is how we start most of our conversations, just saying, Peach, I get into Peach. This is one of my favorite movies. It's ridiculous. Can I also bring up something other different? <laughs> Have you ever seen anyone use a sedative gun? No, but it is in every movie ever. Like... And they also, oh, they shoot him like six times. Like, yeah. so if that's, if we're gonna, let's, let's say it's Haldol, which is a, a antipsychotic. We use it to help sedate people. And let's say it's like, you know, five milligrams. That would be like, oh, we want to put this person down. Dun, and then like, they shoot him like six times. It's like, like a pest dispenser. It is of, out of control. Yeah. Knockout drugs. I mean, he is still coherent. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it would actually take time. That's but I've never used a gun before. It's usually just it's, a needle. It's way faster just to stab someone in right. the leg. It, like the butt. gun doesn't exist. The gun is for entertainment. It, it's value. like an epipen of like <laughs> of magic knockout fun. And kind and so of. any when those things happen in any movie, you all like if you are not in a vein, then there is time for it to work. Yeah. So like, oh, you can shoot like. Yeah, you shot him and it didn't work yet because it's not gonna work yet. It takes five, ten minutes. Yeah. If you were in a vein and did it, then it might take two but or three minutes. But if there's one thing I've learned from movies, it's that shooting people more times is more effective. I mean, it's, yeah. No matter what you're shooting them with, whether God, it's Mar- bullets. Margaret Tro is very or, angry in this whole movie. Yes. <laughs> um, if you can't tell, we're definitely watching the movie as we're list- uh, doing this podcast right now. So. I- I will say, when you have a scar, there we just watch a scene where his face is itchy and the guy is scratching his face. Like, mm-hmm. part of healing is you feel itchy. That's why when you have a big scar sure. or whatever... And I don't work with adults often, but would you say uh, the best way to reattach nerves is by rubbing the face on yes. top of the mouth? Yes. Specifically the having your boss do it. Yes. See, especially <laughs> when your boss is a non-medical person. Yeah, you, your direct manager your is, is generally who you want to be massaging your face that is to help... <laughs> <laughs> your boss is rubbing your face that's a wrap and then I think the one thing that we all noticed this when we were watching it before you came um, for this taping was there was not a lot of blood that there was, was a very quick recovery and even when Nicolas Cage uh, Castor Troy has his face off his face gauze off. yes his face off I'm oh. sorry I'm waterfall <laughs> facing myself um he does not have a lot of blood on the gauze on his face no and he just has a, a tiny tube that may or may not have any oxygen and i yeah running through and it that's no a breathing big, assistance i think that's a he's supposedly in a coma yeah we did we really glossed over the surgical part of it i mean they there is a point where someone puts out a cigarette on his arm and there's no reaction which means he has some sort of paralytic or he's dead he's brain dead brain right? dead yeah and if you're brain dead, then you it, it, need... Wait, I, I want to go back. Okay. That's generally a test you use, right? Yes. Yes. yes that's... <laughs> I call the neurologist, they hook him up to EEGs, and, and we smoke play. a cigarette in the ICU, <laughs> and we put it out on their chest. And if they don't flinch, we call them brain dead, and call the coroner. And not many dominatrixes work in the ER, but some. Well, it's ICU problem, not an ER problem. Dominatrixes are into long-term health. Not, <laughs> not usually into smoking. They're more whips and chains. They gotta make sure their patients lost. Or their I've said clients. too much. I've said too much. Yep. It's just like Comic-Con all over. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so you don't generally put up cigarettes on your patients, no matter whether they're in a medically induced coma or just you know, the regular type. But so they're trying to show like, oh, he's, he's totally really he's out. out of it. He's paralyzed, blah, blah, blah. And, if, and so like those things do happen. You can be injured enough where that happens. Mm-hmm. But if you are that injured, it also means 
you need respiratory support, yeah. you need other biologic support, so you need a, a central line, which is like a thick line going into your, va- your venous... Yeah. Uh, alternatively, could you just have your face wrapped in gauze? Uh, no, I'm, alternatively, you could have a nasal cannula, which is what they have in that scene. But the <laughs> nasal cannula is not going to help him breathe. You're also, probably going to need something I think like, there was go- gauze between it, like, it, over so his So the nostrils. only place that was exposed on his face were just his nostrils, where they snuck in the la- nasal cannula that was very loose. So there's no way that he can breathe properly. But also, if you have someone that's that sedated, that they're in a coma that you can put a cigarette on, they're not breathing well. Right. So the best place to cover up their face is their mouth. Mm-hmm. So that they can't breathe <laughs> anymore. Make sure that, that you can only I mean, <laughs> I don't know why they kept him alive. They should have just killed him. But right. There's no reason to keep him alive. No. That's the other thing. There's no reason to keep him alive. Like, I mean, this ethically, is like, as doctors, that sounds horrible. But there's no reason he should be alive. Right, and also if, if make sure that he's dead. Faces. Yeah. If faces. Yeah. Ethically, if they're transferring faces without telling anyone in what, their immediate family. What would you... I assume that there are occasionally medical ethics boards... I've, I've seen scrubs. Um, that's, th- there that's more are than medical ethics boards that bring up weird stuff Those that are, happens at work. Yes. So, would this so that's be an something issue? Greg would know a lot about. So I do hospice and palliative care, which is end of life care, and oftentimes there are situations where family is not in agreement with sort of medical reality of the suit. Family wants to do more than what medicine thinks is appropriate. And so then it becomes an ethical case and every hospital has an ethics board and every hospital has people on this committee that review these kind of um, difficult cases and it is always very interesting, and there's always never any conclusion because, like, ethics are a thing that people debate about, and it is different based on whatever day is happening, whoever is involved in the. It's whatever your morals right. are compared <laughs> to someone else's morals. There's no right? right or wrong answer. It's like, oh, an ethical thing that we debated, and so it it becomes very difficult to come up with a well. The ethics board met, and they decided we're going to do this. It's more like the ethics board met and was like, yeah, you're right. That's a difficult case, and. <laughs> If you can be, like, if you want to listen into the ethics board, it's great. Like, do it. But then you'll realize, oh, there's no right answers to any of this stuff. Unless, hear me out here, the government wants to take someone's face off. (laughs) (laughs) This is less the government and more a small branch of the... I feel like this police force is only dedicated to Castor Troy. It is only about Castor Troy. But also, I want to sit on that ethics board. I want to sit too. It's like, oh, I think, you know what? Let's take that guy's face off. Sounds like a great idea. I mean, those are all just ridiculous things like i'm sure we'll never cross into that but like even when they did the face yeah. transplant they 2020 discussed out. a lot more with all that stuff so, so later in the movie we see uh caster troy with his face off and he's i mean well we saw him covered in I'm sorry, did earlier. You face off i'm sorry oh, face, face off, off. <laughs> uh this isn't a video podcast i, know, I don't care they I know. Can't every time you hear this jokes. and you hear the word face off just do but face people waterfall. that know the movie know what's happening yep. um it's face waterfall time so uh caster troy is hanging out. He takes his gauze off, as one does when you wake up with your face off from a coma <laughs> with your face off. Uh, he's he, he touches his face. He pulls away blood and clotted blood, and then lights a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Um, Cigarettes are the worst thing you could do for healing of wounds. Like if you want your scars to not heal well, continue smoking. Okay, yeah. but also he how does he smoke without lips? I mean, I mean, you could still smoke without lips. It's I mean, just, it's just it real would awkward. Be real, it would be a you very can... wet cigarette. It would be <laughs> to be fair. Gross. That is already a wet cigarette. It's covered <laughs> in blood. It's, it's 1997. 
So I'm going to say he'll probably this find a cigarette in, in the hospital. Also, what did they use to sedate him? Because he has no IV in. Like, maybe they just let was, him recover and, and just, just coast him. Maybe it was whippets we, like we, that. We went over that, yeah. went over that. If, you, if you listen to our episode about Shooter, that would be the one. He used a lot of whippets. Also, and then woke up I mean, 20 minutes movie, later. But this movie does it totally right. Like, if they would have showed any of this, it would have been not believable at all. And by not showing any of this, it's like... Oh yeah, maybe they did take his face also, off. How did, he, how did he not bleed out? Your Wait, fa- do you have veins in your face? Your you, face actually has a lot of vascularity. Yeah, that's like like when you cut your face, that is a very scary thing because it always like there's so much so blood. much blood. But also, it's not there's no major arteries in your face, so there's a lot of like flowing blood. But yep. then it will stop. Maybe it was assuming like you Mr. don't have Burn a syndrome, car. and he was bleeding out of everywhere, so he's bleeding <laughs> out of nowhere. All got stuck in the doorway. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> I would assume he would bleeding, be bleeding a lot. The other thing is, the risk of infection is pretty high. Oh yeah, so this, would the, be, this would be infected, especially after touching your face, especially after smoking a cigarette. Something we brought up in our notes and didn't bring up till now is that nowhere in the movie does anyone wear gloves. Also, there are phone sterilizers for a reason, because they're filthy, and he was just on the phone pressed to his face. Yeah. He's getting an infection. Can I also ask... He's not keeping that ear. Can I also ask, how easy is it to get cigarettes in a hospital? <laughs> what year is it? 1997. Fair enough. That's pretty quick. I mean, he's definitely... There's no one else in that entire hospital and he's smoking a cigarette. That's true. That's true. Like learned, unless they are hit, unless it's his pack of cigarettes. If yes. there's one thing I've learned from doing this podcast for four episodes now, it's that there's <laughs> no one in hospitals ever. That's true. Yeah. That's Generally, true. they we, have a staff of four, no, and two of them are janitors. Which, and everyone knows how to do every everything. single thing. Yeah. yeah. Like most of the time, when I'm in the hospital, there's like two other people, and the janitor is the one who scrubs in and does everything else. He's like, "Oh, did you guys bring my?" Uh, uh? Oh wait, no. He's talking about painkillers. He's talking about the painkillers he got, which. I would say, if you were in the hospital with a bunch of other painkillers, I would not go for the pills, because that would take too long. I would go for the other stuff that you can inject. I, I'm i sorry. So that's the shot where you see uh, his not face quite off. Quite Nicholas uh, Cage's like, face off from the side. And it's just like, that... They did that in a brilliant... Oh, it's even better. Like, yeah, yeah it, again, we'll have a clip in the show notes. It looks like he's... It's kind just like, of wearing pizza sauce. But it's like never yeah. seeing it fully in focus and also seeing it from like weird angles where you wouldn't normally see it. It's just like, oh, it works and it shouldn't work. Like this is the dumbest premise of any movie ever. I can't explain it more. And I watch this movie twice a year. I okay. love this movie. All right. I'm going to move into what I find the most fun part of the episode, which is... Okay, how would you make this movie medically accurate? <laughs> how would you make this movie medically you're, accurate? You're making this one real tough here. No, no. This is easy. like first of all, you wouldn't switch faces, right? Like people get a face but transplant. But how is he gonna catch the guy with the bomb in LA? Right. So He's gonna blow up the convention people center. People get a face transplant in yes. real life because they had a horrible thing happen. Correct. It's either like mauled by a dog or bear or similar animal, or they tried to kill themselves. And they did that weird thing where you literally blow your face off, but you don't kill yourself. Yeah. And and so, like... Like that our is, face in Preacher. Right, ex- exactly. So that would have to be, like... The, the, so the whole premise would have to be different, because you wouldn't just switch faces. Yeah. And then, it's, it's all the stuff that we're talking... Like, you have to match blood type, you have to match cyclosporin levels <laughs> but you also have to match like <laughs> muscles to their the chins. facial tape like uh facial was, type chins nerves blood vessels and they do a lot of stuff in the surgery scene they do like 
hey, this is complicated, but look, we've perfected it. But this would be like, I don't know, a 40-hour surgery. Yeah. And it would be multiple different surgeons with Correct. different specialties of like, oh, this is the guy that knows how to attach the facial muscles right around the jaw. The one this who can the reconnect that, the veins right, like, and stuff. And, and it would just be a very different, like... Different it would movie. be really boring. It would so <laughs> it would be a boring. Movie. It would well, be a documentary. I think a third of the movie would be the surgery, right. and then the other two thirds would be like John Travolta trying to sleep with John. It, it would be John Travolta <laughs> taking a lot of immunosuppressants and then getting some other disease based on all the. Also, they would all have really puffy faces. Yes, like that's the they, other thing that they don't explain is their face heals so, so nicely that after a surgery like this with all the inflammation, they would have. Hey, with today's so anti-inflammatories. It just what? takes hours. Ginger, turmeric, <laughs> whatever G- Gwyneth Paltrow said this week. So but. John Travolta, 1997, would basically look like John Travolta now. <laughs> oh. Oh. You know who's not coming on the show next oh, week? Oh, what a catty burn. Um, you mean the star of Gotti? <laughs> so, um, but, I would like so to be let's Mr. say, Travolta. let's I say we were totally rebooting this movie and, uh, sorry, we, were out, we, we were totally going to reboot this movie. Okay. Uh, and we were cutting out all the Vengeance stuff and just finding someone who would be a suitable transplant to get Nicolas Cage's face, uh, which is probably. A clone of Nicholas Cage. You would have to find someone the right height. That's right. number yeah. one. Uh, someone named Nicholas Cage. Uh, so if we find someone who's suitable to receive a face transplant from Nicholas Cage, uh-huh. would he come out of the surgery looking like Nicholas Cage? Not for the first month or two. Yeah, that's at I, least. So if you've seen any of those, like I traveled abroad for surgery shows, they I think they do a good job of showing the aftermath of surgery where like. People are holed up in a hotel room for four weeks or whatever as their bodies like gets back. I to still normal. haven't recovered from my butt like, implants. <laughs> they look great though. But Free it's mouth. like if you took Nicolas Cage's face off and put it back on Nicolas Cage's face, <laughs> there we go. It there would we go. Still, still take, look that bad. I mean, it would. It would. There would be inflammation. There would yeah. be healing. There would be scarring. And this movie does explain that away. Like, there's literally they, they two lines use, where they explain it To away. be fair, they, they use a the lo- scanner from yeah. uh, the <clears throat> checkout at yeah. the grocery store. But to be fair, they also the made sure his... Sc- I yeah. used to sell scanners. I love They it. also made sure his cyclosporin <laughs> levels are just right They have there. to be just right. Just right. But it, it's like it's like anything... Anytime you hurt yourself, there is recovery. Yeah. And recovery is not fun or interesting to watch. No. So why put it in a movie? Yeah. But but, that, but that's part of if this was going to be realistic. There I think they should at least thing. mention some of it. But you know they're trying to make it with the time frame being very short that the bomb was going to go off at any moment. They had, and they they had, had what two hundred twelve hours something like something that. something ridiculous like that. I mean that is the fastest recovery time okay. known to man. I'm trying to think. Is there anything else? I mean, was there anything okay, else so you would pick? One one thing that happens is afterwards the faces get switched back. Mm. They do. Also, uh, John Travolta is so healed that he no longer needs the scar on his chest where he took a bullet after his son was shot in the head. The thing that defines himself as a person. Sorry, that's a huge spoiler for those that haven't seen it. But that scar is removed. Come on. And then he doesn't want it put back because he's fine now. After this cathartic experience, I will say okay that he he no longer has to remember his son. Like. This is insane, but I love every second of it. Oh, yeah. And also, how did his wife not know that they were different people? 
because they, there was they, a did, they did not fix. I, I'm the sorry. There is a general understanding in Hollywood that Travolta and Cage have the same dick. I think we all know that it was not <laughs> called Junk Off. Yeah. <laughs> dick Off was the sequel. Dick Off is the sequel. It I is. It. it is I rated X, it. and you can only watch. Actually, it. it's rated PG-13, and I was really surprised. <laughs> How did they do it? And also, great editing. That's the yes. Best. It was it's really only one F bomb, so it was okay. Yeah. But uh, you know, bringing up that shooting scene does bring up an important fact. Like, can a bullet that goes through John Travolta potentially kill his son? And I, I we were talking about this earlier that the depends exit on, wound's always worse than the entry wound. Depends on the caliber of rifle, and I'm. And was a he he got shot from the back. Right? He, he got, got shot, shot in the back. It went through his chest and then hit his kid in the chest. It was not his head. Okay. Well, I'm gonna say his kid got his kid is dead. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that is a strong way to start it's, a movie. It's is not, a kid got it's shot. It's not even just the mo- the bullet momentum. It's also all the stuff that got pushed through Travolta's. So whatever bone and skin and tissue still had. So you're like, saying the scar is what killed his kid? <laughs> <laughs> no wonder he wanted it removed. I mean, I would want that removed too if my scar killed my kid. And I also like the like the thought. <laughs> we Jackson just restarted this, but like the thought that like. He's upset because he killed this guy's kid. He's like, I was just trying to kill him. Damn. Like, that's, it's like, this is insane. That's collateral. Also, I love it. Let's, I mean, <laughs> this isn't the Hitman Psychology Hour. No, that's it is not. podcast. Yes. That'll uh, be the next We're recording one. that at six. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, you guys are doing Hitman Psych? I'll be, I'll be done with Ultimately, I think, so, I, I also really like Face Off. I think that you could do... Face Waterfall. I think you could do a really cool kind of accurate... I, I think we can. Like, especially now yeah, with... He gets shot through the shoulder blade and all the bone... Like, all the bone, all the other... Like, his son's head would have exploded. Loaded. It would have been the worst thing ever. Like... Yeah. Instead, <laughs> it was just a little dot on his head. <laughs> no, no one on this Karis wheel ever would have recovered from the scene of carnage that happened. It was psychologically damaged all of us seeing that. Yeah. And maybe he never had a son. I also like how no one else reacts to what happened. Like I just noticed this now. Like there's a lot of people in the background. No one's doing it. It's LA. <laughs> <laughs> like, but honestly, if that kind of blow that went through John Travolta's chest, it should have killed him too. There's no way he would have lived through that. If there's one thing I've no, learned from right face si- off, right side of the chest, you can maybe get away with tension. Tension pneumothorax. I mean, but it's he's it's open. It's I mean, it's open. I'm, look, I'm saying that's not the problem. The problem is. Everyone else would be covered with brain matter. Yes. That's the problem. Yes. It would be a heart, hearty, hearty mess. If there's one thing I've learned from Face Off, it's that um, it's faces great. don't bleed much. No. no. So, I mean, he might have been okay. He it probably would have. Yep. Faces don't bleed much, but the stuff inside of your face area, like the brain and all the others, like that's important. And, you need it inside yeah. of that area. And here's the thing. Everyone's saying the face doesn't bleed much. It bleeds a lot. It does, actually. Yeah. It definitely no, it, does. It, it, it you, absolutely yeah. does. Um, it's one of the so, big reasons why people come to the ER is they have some kind of facial laceration that needs to be sewn up because it's bleeding so much. If you had one major medical takeaway from Face Off, Doctor Greg Winter, um, a major me- like I hope this ha- I hope this is a thing we can do. That's the only like this is one of my favorite movies. It is not an ironic thing for me to say. This is one of my favorite movies. I Doc. hope I hope it drives things forward in a meaningful way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know the medical science yeah. is has been progressed because of face off. Yeah. I think the big medical thing I took away from this is if you're gonna keep someone in a coma, make sure they're in a coma. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> they're in a coma. If you're gonna sedate them, 
just make sure you keep some medicine to keep them sleepy and make them go night night. That is a good point. When when people are in a like when people come in and they are injured and they are in a coma, we you don't just like what's the least amount of sedation I can give them? Like no, no. they we sedate them and we control that sedation. So your and goal then, isn't coma ish, right? No. Our goal is to understand what's happening Correct. and then be on top. And of And the other coma. thing is like we don't want them kicking or bucking the tube or right. trying to rip for their tube, so they're going to get sedated and paralyzed at yeah. the same time. And the worst nightmare is paralyzing them but not sedating them because waking up and realizing you can't move your body is the worst thing in the entire world so i i I, there's a great stephen king short story uh about being being awake during a surgery and i think for this like it's castor troy he's a dick like okay fine but right, you but should still, still sedate him. You should still sedate him. And it's you not should a, still paralyze you him. just like, ah, we're going to do it. It's fine. Also, it's you should it. probably help him breathe other than just a little tube in his nose. All right. And the thing I learned was um, if you have your face ripped off, don't smoke because it might scar more. Yeah, it's true. If you, especially if you get your face off. That is true. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> face waterfalls. <laughs> face waterfalls. That's uh, all that is this entire episode. Thanks, everybody, for uh, listening to our discussion on the 1997 classic Face Off. Um, if you're listening, one thing you can really do to help us out, because we are a brand new podcast, almost two weeks old, uh, is do something I stole from a podcast called Cowboys and Rhinestones, or... Cocaine? Cocaine and Rhinestones. There, there we you go. go. Uh, which is, tell one person about it. If you like this, if you had fun, tell one person. If you're listening to this in the... You guys the, have Cocaine and Rhinestones? It's a great podcast. It's seriously <laughs> good. It's about, it's a country music history podcast. It's really good. It's a lot of cocaine um, and rhinestones. Uh, tell one person about it and help spread the word. Otherwise, if you have something you want us to cover, uh, send us an email at podcast at gmail.com or hieverybodymd on all sorts of social media networks. Otherwise, we will see you next Tuesday, and thank you very much. Thank you.